0: Hey, welcome to the Zion Podcast. Actually, we're not a Zion Podcast anymore. I think it's just a podcast, video it, cast. What is it?
1: It's a series.
0: Welcome to the Forty Days Purpose <laughs> Series. I'm Jason. This is my good friend Jaden. Actually, Jaden is the one who produces and videos all of these podcasts. Oh so yeah, it's good to have you here, brother.
1: Yeah, man. It's 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 weird being on the other side. Yeah,
0: usually <laughs> behind there, people don't know you.
1: No, behind there. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's probably for the better. <laughs>
0: Well, hey, I cannot believe we're already towards, we've got two more weeks this week and next week, and then we're done with the 40 Days of Purpose I know. series. Um, How do you feel like it's going? Uh, you know what? Overall, really well. I think, um, I think there's a couple things that have been really fun to see. Uh, Sunday mornings, we're continuing to see new people coming, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and not that numbers are everything, but numbers are, uh, uh, they're one way of knowing the barometer of something. People are inviting new people. Yeah. Um, I think the coolest part for me is I've talked to several people that are new in their faith Mm. and people who have been Christians for a while who are actually finding uh, more excitement about their faith. Sure. And so I, at that in itself, you know, not everybody's reading the book uh, and that's okay. I mean, the 40 Days of Purpose, some people read it back in the early 2000s when it first came out. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if I told you. I emailed Rick Warren.
1: Oh, gosh. How'd that go? And, uh, well, I
0: emailed him because well, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm going to totally be honest. I was kind of hoping that maybe he'd be like, hey, I'd love to come and preach at your church because he used to do that. Okay. Um, one of the things that uh, Rick was known for was that when the 40 Days of Purpose came out, he regularly would go and just visit churches that's that cool. were doing it. And And I had heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Okay. I had heard that he actually was here in the early 2000s.
1: When when Zion origi- oh, originally the did first it? first time. But, okay. but I don't know if that's true or not. Sure. That, that might be apocryphal at this point. Oh, well, now. we'll go through the photo books. I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um,
0: but he emailed me back. Dude, what did he say? Yeah, so he took about a month, and I was like, yeah, same busy, you know. Oh, I mean. Um, he, I mean. And this is how I knew it was real, because he actually – he talked about things that I specifically wrote and apologized for being so late and getting back to me. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he shared about how much he loves what God is doing here. And, and I shared with him our three core vision and values, belong, believe, become. Sure.
1: Had he heard that model before?
0: Oh, it's it's not a new yeah. model. I mean, I certainly didn't create it. I think I said on Sunday pastors are the best
1: thieves. You yeah, you said you're like you said there's no original thought but under I the have sun. No <laughs> original thoughts.
0: I have none. I have no no original thoughts. Uh, I just say them in different ways, that's all.
1: You you told me one time, you said it's not always about having the original information, it's about how you synthesize the information. Yes.
0: Well, and I think that's the what um even the 40 days of purpose. Yeah. Right? Like I'm taking everything that we're learning that week but I'm I try not to just regurgitate because otherwise just read the book, right? right. And I think uh, I think what most people that I talk to. The hardest part with the Bible is that one, it's an ancient book written to an ancient people, uh, in a different language, so it's been translated into our language, yeah. uh, and because of that, sometimes I think we overcomplicate Scripture, and sometimes I think we
1: undercomplicate Scripture. Sure. We don't give it the credit it needs in some places. Though. Yeah, I
0: think there are some verses that we wanna we wanna finagle and make it say things we don't want to. That's where we overcomplicate it. Sure. And yet I think sometimes especially when we don't like something the Bible says is we under
1: oh it. I don't want to look at that. Yeah. yeah. Or,
0: or we just or we say things like, um, well, uh, you know, it's I had somebody who said to me, you know, I just believe whatever God's word says to me and that's all it is and God said it, I believe it, that settles it is kind of the, the mantra that's was used. Sure. And the problem with that is there are some things in scripture that can be really tough to apply to us in mm-hmm. our culture because mm-hmm. the Bible doesn't answer every question. Mm-mm. And anybody who wants it to is not reading it correctly. And on the same at the same point, the Bible should make us think about every question. Mm. Uh, because while it does not answer it, it does give us a framework in which to look at. Sure. And I think that's what I've loved about this purpose-driven series. Is that, And again, Rick Warren, he, he just simply synthesized mm-hmm. the things that he believed uh, are the primary purposes. And you might be able to find a few other ones. But I, I think what I really liked about this series is that every single one of those purposes, so often what we want the purpose to be is, tell me what's my unique purpose, Jason. I can't do that. Sure. But I can tell you what are the general purposes that when you now synthesize those yeah. into who you are, uh, then, then you'll actually begin to understand God's purpose for your life. Right. And so, for instance, um, well, it's, you know, he, start, he starts off by talking about. He says there's five purposes, but I would actually say there's six. There's the foundational purpose, which is kind of like the ocean, which pours into all the other purposes, right? Okay. The sure. Different tributaries, right? It, so to speak. Uh, so he starts off, which I would say the very first purpose for all human beings, and we've talked about this every Sunday is to know and love God and make him known and enjoy him forever. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's from the Westminster Catechism. Yep. uh, Hundreds of years old, but still true today. Um, And then from that, if that's the ocean of God's purpose.
1: This is the catch-all.
0: Now all of a sudden it begins to move into the tributaries, so to speak. It it flows into the rivers of our lives and the streams. And out of that we discover worship Mm -hmm. is our first primary purpose that flows out of that. Now as Christians... If you're not a Christian, you're not going to worship Jesus. No. You're going to worship something. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, one of the things that I appreciated about how he approached this is how you know it's a purpose, is that even if you've twisted the purpose, it'll still be true for your life.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So, for instance, S- same uh, more about that. if you're a Christian, you will worship. Okay. If you're not a Christian, you're still going to worship. It's right. just what are you going to worship? Yes. Who are you going to worship? Right.
1: Job, kids, that's hobbies, right. things like that.
0: And if you're a Christian— out of your worship, you're going to value the things that God values, and God values a family. Mm-hmm. And so your family now is the family of believers. If you're not a Christian, you're going to worship, and you're going to find the family for whatever you find value, whatever that thing you worship finds value. So, for instance, if if what you worship is, let's say, baseball.
1: Okay. I love the twins. Who is your family going to be? Uh, they're going to be twins fans. That's right. And
0: so that's, that's what I mean is it, it, flows, it mm-hmm. flows into. So even if you're not a Christian, that's how I think you just know that they're truly a purpose you were created for. It. Sure. And if you were created for, to worship and for a family, then you're going to be created to become like Jesus, unique to Christians. Only Christians are created to become like Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a Christian, you're going to want to become like the thing you worship. Sure. Right? So it may not be a baseball player, but it's going to be the consummate baseball fan.
1: The, oh, the number one fan. fan. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh,
0: and then from there, if it's uh, once you understand that you were created to become like whatever it is you worship mm-hmm. and the family helps you become there, then you discover that you're going to serve that thing. Because here's the thing, all, whether it be a false God, which is an idol yep. or God, all demand service. Okay. Yeah. That's how we know it's a purpose. Right. They all demand service. And, and, and so in baseball, you're going to live in service to baseball.
1: Right. You're going to keep track of the scores. You're going to watch all the stats. You're going to go to the games. That's you're right. going to buy the merch. You're going to.
0: Yep. And 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 so that's how, that's what I like about it is that all these things, clearly, that's how I believe he does a great job of showing that they're actually purposes is that even if you're not a Christian, you're still going to do that because you were created to do it. Yeah. And I was thinking about this and I'd love to talk about this because Jaden, I mean, you've been on staff with us now for a couple years mm-hmm. and You started off as an intern. I remember we had a conversation in which I I said, hey, you know, I've seen a calling in your life. I'm not going to say it's to be a pastor or whatever that is, but it's very clear God's had his hand in your life. And you started off, and I remember the original was like, what does this mean for me? Yeah. That was the big question, right? Oh, for sure. And uh, I gave you another tidbit, which is if you want a (laughs) job at Zion, if you want to move from an intern, find something and become so necessary for us. Yeah that we have to hire you.
1: <laughs> I forced your hand. Because
0: right? that's really it, right? And, and the, so let's think about this from a service perspective. Okay? Sure. So you could have done that in service to Jaden.
1: Yep. Right?
0: And that's what often most careers are in
1: service to my bank. Account. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, what is it? Status climbing, right? Or yep.
0: Service to ego, service to bank accounts, service to yeah. my family, right? You're yep. always going to live in service to something. And uh, And you started looking at, First, um, you started helping in the worship department, mm-hmm. and then you started doing video stuff. Yeah. Now, I'd love for you to share how, how have you, um, one, what helped you discover your passion sure. for video, and now how are you utilizing that passion mm-hmm. in service to the Lord? And yes, you still get something out of it. Like, this is what I, I loved. Uh, the research that I showed that talked about in neuroscience is that yeah. when you actually live in service to something other than yourself... It creates joy. I loved that bit. And that was such a such a mind-blowing thing for me because I had heard about it. And then as I started, in, like, let's be clear. I didn't do hours upon hours of research. I probably maybe did 45 minutes to an hour reading different sure. articles. But they all kind of said the same thing. Sure. Now, what's interesting is you still create those those different chemicals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you don't live in service to others. However... The problem becomes is you become self-focused, correct, and then that that chemical high doesn't do enough, uh, and so uh, this is you know, like one of the things I, I don't remember which one it was. It might have been dopamine, but it was all about um, and when you are uh, when you accomplish something, the the feeling you get. But yeah, also when the you
1: reward help, response dopamine. Yeah, yeah,
0: but when you help others accomplish something, you also get it, mm-hmm. and so there is I think there's that weird flip. Is that your brain, you can find ways to create it in a false sense, but because then it leads to selfishness, you actually have the opposite effect of those things. So at first, like this is why drugs are so
1: Oh, sure. They get you there at first, but eventually they can't. And they they make you spiral, right? Right. Well,
0: I've never met anybody who spiraled out by serving others. (laughs) Truly serving. Truly
1: serving, yeah. If
0: they're serving others to get something, they'll spiral Mm -hmm. out because then when they don't get it.
1: Yeah, I mean – I mean, not that burnout isn't a thing for even those who are faithfully serving, but I feel like burnout happens faster when it is well, in that sort of And thing. so here's
0: the question. I That's a great question and then I do want. I want you to answer the question. I okay. Do, but that's a great question.
1: Can actual true service lead to burnout? Yeah. Okay.
0: Because let's think about that for a second. If you're actually serving and you, you are actually living and doing the things, your sure. first service says to the Lord... And one of God's, the actually the only command that God says is holy is rest.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Work is good. Yep. Rest is holy. Sure. So if you're living in only to service for others, they become your God. Remember, yep. God is supposed to be your first thing. Yep. So when Christians get burnt out, I wonder if it's because they stopped actually making about serving God, and we're now trying to serve other people, trying to make yeah. them happy. And, and so we twist it and we'll say, well, I did it all for Jesus. No, because Jesus wouldn't call you to burn yourself yeah. out. Jesus calls us to rest and rhythm. Now that doesn't mean we don't get tired. Tired and burnout are not the same thing. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Yeah. And
0: I, I I hadn't even thought, wow, that's a great, that's a great train yeah. ride. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, and if I can even take it one step further, I, it actually leads into how I was going to answer your question from okay, earlier. Answer
0: the question I asked you first,
1: you, you initially asked me how I got to this point and I was going to start by saying, uh, I started. uh, There was a long season where I was serving Jaden. Oh yeah, Uh, and um, and so uh, we talked. So it's interesting. We're looping back to that. I started um, pursuing um, uh, worship or or just this internship and just trying to trying to work because one, I'm a. Twenty-year-old guy, I, I need a job. Yep. Right. I was still on that hunt for purpose. Yeah. And I had come out of a season where I thought I was pursuing it for so long, and realized I was pursuing Jaden wow. and people. Um, I, I had elevated people to be my gods. Yeah. Um, and uh, through that realization and and through some uh, I mean, truthfully, some pretty intense moments where I had to tell God like. I'm so sorry. Please direct me back to you being my primary focus. That's where the inspiration and 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 um, the understanding of video came from. Yeah. So I've always been a storyteller. Uh, I loved doing (laughs) telling stories as a kid. I loved doing theater. I loved doing speech and mock trial for the sense of like the story of the the intrigue and the dialogue and um, and even through. Uh, how I like to worship. I think that prayers are both stories and, and prayers to God, right? Like there's there's something to be said, and the best story that was ever told, so one of Jesus, his life, ministry, death, and resurrection. Yeah, I don't think there's a better story to tell than that.
0: Well, it's so good that most novels that are successful have some arc that connects to the Jesus. Yeah, moment. yeah.
1: The the it's it's the, the hero's narrative is uh, is something similar to that. But when I when I found I was like, no man, there's a better story to tell than yours, Jaden. Yeah. Go tell Jesus's. And I can do that through video by helping and serving our ministries, by serving God, serving um the mission that Zion has, because I believe God is leading this church. Yeah. Right. But I'm not serving Zion. Yeah. Right. It's primarily serving. This is the calling. This is, this is the calling. Yes, Zion. exactly. That's right, yeah. Exactly. And I believe that God has started to reveal a calling in the purpose that he has for me, which is to tell the story of Jesus, right? And uh, I don't know if that makes kind of So Here's what I love
0: about that, and I I love how you just articulated that, is because, again, um, video is neutral. Yeah, Right, all, all resources are neutral. It's mm-hmm. what you do with them that makes them good or bad.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. The like the uh, what is it? The talents. Yeah, the talents. Mm-hmm. Money is neutral.
0: So yep. when people read, "Money is the root of all evil," no, it's not. Run. <laughs> it actually, the, the verse says, "Money is the root of all kinds of evil." Sure. Because you've used money as a means, so now you've taken money out of context, out of, of as being a resource, and now you've made it either God or used it as a resource to abuse. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The same is true for video.
1: Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And so, for instance,
0: like. Okay, I don't know, and I, I, you can fact check me if you want this. I think we should probably start doing fact checks during these. Uh, so there was a movie called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. Okay. And uh, the director of it is a Christian. Okay. And he purposely wanted to make an exorcist movie that showed that Jesus had authority over the devil. Okay. And The Exorcism of Emily Rose was a very popular film in the early 2000s. Okay. And if you've ever seen, I'm not encouraging you watch The Exorcist, <laughs> but if you've ever seen them, like Satan always seems more powerful than Jesus.
1: Right. Yeah. The like there's the stereotypical, always, like the priest is like, you have no power. Here. And and then, get...
0: Yeah. And then, the, You know, and like yeah. this was, he actually, cause I I was, I think it was acquire the fire back in like 2004. Or something
1: okay. Like that. Okay. Sure.
0: They did an interview with him. I think it was acquire the fire. It might've been something else,
1: but they did an interview and
0: the guy said, he goes, listen, I'm a Christian and I believe that we can, we can bring Christian values into the horror genre.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting.
0: <laughs> and, and I'm like, wait a second. Okay, now first I'm like, that doesn't seem possible until you realize that if, if and again, I could be wrong. Sure. This, but I'm, I'm going off a of recollection because it's been years since I've seen the movie and heard mm-hmm. the story. But he's like, no, I I want people to see that there is a spiritual warfare going on and that the devil is very real and that exorcism is a real thing, but that Jesus has ultimate authority. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's not that the, this, the idea of Christianity or that all these things aren't in popular media, they're there, but they're just tonal themes or genres or that I get creeped out by those movies because I know it's real. Yeah. Where this person who wrote it's like, dude, we should totally write like an exorcism movie because that'd be crazy scary and these people are gonna freak. Yeah. For me, I see like you don't get that, yes, you're dramatizing this. That's a real thing that happens. People and, struggle with and this. And You're
0: using the medium of story. And that's what yeah. my point. Yeah, that, you know, like you were talking about what greater story to tell. And video is you know, a video didn't exist in the ancient world, <laughs> Yeah, didn't exist 150 years ago.
1: I would have been a Sanskrit editor on a, yeah, on a, have... <laughs> on a tablet. <laughs> uh,
0: and so I think that's the goal is that there's no medium that God cannot use as long as it's not sinful. Yeah. And and I think when you discover your purpose, you're using that in service hmm. to Jesus. Now you could use it to serve you. How can I get rich? Sure. How can I entertain? How can I become popular? How can I, I, I? Yeah. Or actually, let's even twist it. And, and I think I talked about this on Sunday is that, yes, you're called to serve in the church. Mm-hmm. Sadly, some churches and church leaders see people as resources to be used, not mm-hmm. people to be loved yeah. and and helped to find their God-given service. And that is a thin line. Like, the church exists because of volunteers.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, there were I know people who do volunteer work in editing and for for churches, mm-hmm. but if we're not careful, now all of a sudden I'm not caring about you. I'm caring about what you do for the church. Sure, and and I think that's there's a thin line. Now there's another line, and and Paul actually talks about this. Is that sadly some churches use their pastors, yeah. and and they use their leaders, and so they pay them poorly. They and this is not a financial conversation, but I I know some churches where. Their pastors live on almost nothing, yeah. and they're stressed out. And we all know that one of the biggest causes for marital conflict is finances. Yep. And and the, the rule of thumb is, well, you're doing it all for Jesus. Mm. And it's like, wait a second. No, Now, all of a sudden, the church is using the pastor, and the goal is not using in the sense like an addict. Mm-hmm. The goal is being useful. Yeah. There's a difference. Being used and being useful are not the same thing.
1: So... Let's go to that question we said earlier, if someone's serving out of the true intention of of giving it to, to, to God, to Jesus, they'll, they won't be burned out, right? Okay, so now if we as church leaders are to lead, um, I, I'll use the flock or the church, the yeah. congregation to truly serving him, then we are trying to lead them to a place where they would never feel used, abused. Yeah. We're stewarding, we're loving them by helping them truly be able to serve God.
0: And and even teaching them rhythm. So I don't believe in balance. So I, I, one of the things that Rick Warren said, and he said, um, something about balance. I don't believe in balance. I don't think balance is possible in life. Mm. Uh, Because balance exhibits some level of control and the reality is you are not really in control. No. What we can't have is rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like the language of rhythm. Sure. Is, I think that there are times when leaders or people in serve, it's okay to take a break. It's
1: okay to breathe. Oh, jeez.
0: And, and I think as we look at this, okay, so I wanted to bring us back. To yeah, go read for This it. text, this is from 1 Peter uh, 4. And I'm going to read a little bit more than I did before. Uh, here it is. The end of all things is near. That's that judgment day that mm-hmm. we talked about on Sunday. Therefore, be alert and sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's interesting that I find this... This is talking about love, mm-hmm. and love is not an emotion. Love is an action, yeah. okay? Um, and love covers over multitudes. I mean, There's an intentionality. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. That's interesting because I know some people who hate offering hospitality. Because, <laughs> you know, and it's... But here, Peter is dealing with it. Yep. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Okay, so there are talents and gifts, and the, the talents and gifts you have... Some people think, like I was joking, uh, tall people, they did nothing to earn their tallness. <laughs> right? It's not yeah. like they they didn't they didn't take a magic pill that yeah. made them taller. They I just, wish. I know. No kidding. <laughs> hanging upside down, <laughs> hoping my limbs grow. Right? <laughs> but it's like a tall person thinking they're incredible because they're tall. Sure. They did nothing to control that. Sure. No more than I control the fact that I'm short. <laughs> right?
1: And, it's all a mindset.
0: And now, but here, I think there are gifts gifts that God has given you, and some people assume that they deserve the gift, they earned the gift. Mm. And I think you can, what you can earn are certain abilities. Yeah. You can work to get better at something, but a gift is not something that you earn. You can work to improve it, but you cannot work to gain it. That's what makes it a gift.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So you use that parable, right? With the servants Yep. the talents Yep. and the talents. And the last one, when he's like the master, his response was, "Oh, you knew me so much that you did. You just stored it away, and you didn't do anything. You okay, you, yeah, you yeah. thought you knew me. You didn't actually go. Okay, well then, and he took it, yeah, right? So, and then, so, gave, it to the one and then gave it to the one with ten. So, if the if the gifts aren't being used in in service of the one who gave them, then I think they are forfeit. Like, yeah, God takes them
0: away. Yeah. Well, because remember, God is about the business of God. Mm-hmm. He's about His mission, His work." And if you're not going to use that gift, if you're not going to be faithful with that gift, he'll give it to somebody who will be. Right. And he has every right to do that. And, and not I that
1: think, like you're not like you're like we used earlier the tallness. Not like he's you know like take 3 inches off your legs, well, because, but <laughs> because that's the tallness and I, <laughs> I
0: I was using that as an illustration. Yeah. Here's the thing. Tallness itself is just a thing. Yeah. It's neither a gift nor I mean for someone who's really tall, they might see it as a curse. Sure. But that's different than a gift. Can you use your tallness in service of others? Yeah. Well, yeah, reach that thing up (laughs) there. Yeah, reach the thing up there, yeah. But let's talk about actual gifts because the Bible, some people want the Bible that, like, it talks about all the different gifts. Those are not exhaustive. That's why they're different lists. Sure. But maybe video was not your gift, but creativity was. Mm. Storytelling might be a gift, and you had to teach yourself. Yeah the ability to do video, okay? Increase
1: so, knowledge, increase invest in the gift.
0: And I think one of the ways that you know if something is a gift is if you can remove the medium of which it's used, is it still true? Let, let's be instance, let me give you an example. Creativity has always existed, mm-hmm. but the medium for creativity no, is Oh, it's not. so vast, right? Right, and so God has made creative people throughout history, and he's given that gift of creativity. You now yeah. took the medium of videography mm-hmm. to do that. Same is true with singing. Yeah. Okay, so now you can use that in service. So you could develop, if you're like, hey, I'm interested in video, and you might have a knack for video, but there's no spiritual gift of videography. Yeah, right. But the gift of creativity, I think, is. Sure. Um, and there are some people that no matter how hard they try, they can't be, they're not creative. Sure. Or not artistically creative in that sense. I had a friend of mine who is, uh, um, and I don't remember his name, but I was talking about, you know, some people are good at math, some people are good at art. And yeah. And he's like, Jason, math isn't art. Right. Because someone who's mathematic, like certain math requires creativity. Exactly. And now he's leveraging that. And so I think what happens is a lot of us assume if I'm not good at something, I may not have a gift. But no, the gift has to be removed from the the medium in which it's used. And you have to look at the heart of it. So creativity, storytelling yeah, is a gift. It is a spiritual gift that God has given you. And now you're like, well, I'm going to apply this to video. And then you mm-hmm. discovered I really love video.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so he, let's continue with the rest. Yeah, of what he please says. do. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others yep. as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. The word grace there uh, is—it's uh, where we get our word charisma. It's another word for gift. Grace and gift are essentially the same word. Hmm.
1: I didn't know the charisma came from.
0: Charis, that. yeah, that's cool. Charis is a gift. And but he, listen, to what he says: as faithful stewards of God's grace. So God has given you a gift of creativity, of cre- now steward of, grace. Grace, of that grace, be yeah. a steward of that grace in its various forms. That's cool. And I think the various forms is where we talk about. So let's, uh, I, I have people, Jason, I'm not passionate about kids, so I don't want to serve in kids ministry. Okay. There are some people who should not serve in kids ministry. Sure. But let's say I know somebody who is really passionate about teaching. Yeah. Well, what if the place that God wants them to teach first is kids and it's not about their passion for kids. No. It's maybe God has given them a gift of teaching, mm-hmm. and maybe they d- develop that gift working in kids' ministry, mm-hmm. uh, and then it grows. Like I started off in youth ministry; that's where I started in teaching. I didn't yeah. know I was going to be a lead pastor. I didn't know I was going to be a discipleship and teaching pastor because
1: it wasn't the calling of youth ministry; it was the it was the gift of teaching.
0: Yes. And the youth ministry was the way I did it. There's no spiritual gift of youth
1: ministry. Right. <laughs> right. But there could be... But in those kids' scenarios, there's spiritual gift of shepherding and caring for someone. Yes. And love. And those kids need that. And there is where that that calling comes out of.
0: Yes, because I would... And again, youth ministry did not always exist. That's how I can say the yeah. spiritual gift is that if you can remove the medium...
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Is that
0: like, right? And, and so even... Teaching has always existed. You can Mm -hmm. teach in many forms. Now, some people, God has given them a passion
1: or a heart for youth. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, that was me. I think I shared that early on in this. I thought that I was going to be the forever youth
1: pastor. But I confused calling with purpose. When, When your passions and your gifts can line up, that's where I think you've hit the jackpot. Well,
0: and, and you can actually pray for your passions. Yeah. And I believe you can pray for gifts. Yeah. Um, that's the thing about gifts. My children can ask for gifts. It's whether or not I choose to give it to them, right? Right. And and so you can, uh, uh, one of the things I hear, Jason, I'm so afraid. of. What if I give my life to Jesus and he calls me to some rural tribe in Papua New Guinea? I don't want to leave. Okay, first of all, he's going to create a passion in you for it if yes. you want that. Yep. But you know how many people I've met who had no desire for mission work whatsoever until they went on a mission trip and all of a sudden they're like, I can't believe this, is... I, this was what I was made for. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever shared this on a Sunday morning. I started in music because mm-hmm. I prayed to the Lord and said, God, I really want to serve you in worship. Yeah. And so if you want, I, help, if you help me grow in music, I'll serve you with it. Mm. And I learned guitar in two months. I learned piano in two weeks. Now, i am kind of stalled out of my piano abilities and my guitar abilities. But I I didn't grow up when all my friends were playing Metallica or Stairway to Heaven or learning Eric Clapton. No lie, I was sitting in my bedroom singing Humble Thyself in the Side of the Lord, and I just spent hours worshiping.
1: That's awesome. I don't
0: think that I have the spiritual gift of guitar.
1: <laughs> no, um, but...
0: But the y- musical abilities, and there's a difference between abilities and gifts. Mm-hmm. Right? A gift is meant, it's a spiritual gift that God is meant to use. Abilities are talents that God has given you that are not spiritual. Sure. They're innate to abilities. Sure. So a spiritual gift of creativity is different than the ability, someone who has naturally ability to draw or see perspective. Mm-hmm. But now he, you, God takes that ability and can turn it into a spiritual gift for his glory. Because yeah. that's the goal of a spiritual gift that is enhances the body and the ministry of Christ. And so, for instance, let's say you have a natural ability to sing. That's not a spiritual gift at that point it's it's, a, it's an ability that gotta get you. you have and you could argue it's a gift but it's a natural gift mm-hmm. it becomes a spiritual gift which is what peter's talking about here it becomes a spiritual gift when now there is the holy spirit's part in that an mm-hmm. anointing of so to speak that language is kind of iffy to sure me. but now all of a sudden it changes from a, simply an ability athletics okay let's take tim tebow and i've i've talked about him on sunday morning. He has a natural athletic ability. There are tons of people who don't know Jesus who have athletic abilities. Sure. Some better than Tim Tebow. Yeah. But he had a spiritual gift in evangelism. Yeah. And he took that natural athleticism, that Mm -hmm. gift of athleticism, not a spiritual gift, a natural gift, and the Lord got a hold of it with a spiritual gift of evangelism
1: and to share a witness. Because that's the best part of these gifts is when we do use them. Or others and that's, and that's they, the whole point
0: that's when they become spiritual gifts mm-hmm. in service to the body of christ and and i think sometimes we assume that service to the body of christ always means that they have to be used in church but let's think about evangelism yeah evangelism doesn't happen the goal of evangelism is not inside the church but outside the church yeah. but it still benefits the church mm-hmm. it benefits the family because you're growing the family yeah um now this has been a fun conversation We're i know we'll step on our time i know
1: <laughs> i i I I suppose I just, I love that, like to bring it back to the video bit and this evangelism thing that we're talking about. I didn't realize that when we posted these things, that thousands of people were going to see some of this stuff. And that could be thousands of Christians. That could be thousands of non-Christians. That could be people hearing it for the first time. And that makes me want to give my excellence and my highest yeah. quality to that purpose. Because what that is, is giving it to God to use it in someone's life. Yeah. And it has eternal
0: significance because you have, we have no idea. Like, I don't know who watches these videos who doesn't, mm-hmm. um, but you have no idea the impact. I have no yeah. idea the impact that something like a video could have. Yeah. I have no idea. Like this is uh, Sunday mornings when I preach I get this, I hear this regularly, and most pastors do, so this isn't unique to me, but when someone says, Jason, it just felt like you were speaking right to me. No, that's the Holy Spirit convicting you. Sure. That's not me. I didn't know what was going on in somebody's life. That's Mm -hmm. the Lord, and that's when hopefully I've been faithful to the Lord. Yeah. And I've had those moments where I'm listening to a pastor preach, and I'm like, holy cow. It's like he's looking right at me. Yeah. He didn't know that. Sure. She didn't know that. They're simply just trying to be obedient, and the Holy Spirit, that's the key word in there, takes that spiritual gift of teaching or preaching and now uses it and the Holy Spirit begins to work in somebody else or to strengthen the body of Christ. Man, this has been a great conversation. Dude, it's fun. Uh, Well, hey, thank you so much, Jaden, for being here. Really enjoyed this. Uh, hey, we got one more episode left mm-hmm. and then we're going to take a break for the summer while we reevaluate the podcast video cast for the fall. Yep. And we are going to be doing something. I just don't know what yeah. that looks like and, and how it's going to be. For those of you who've been watching, thank you so much. We'd love your feedback. Um, if there are things that you want to know, I, I've been wanting to do a Q&A podcast for a while.
1: That'd be so fun.
0: And and have people write in their questions and say, hey, yes. what about this? So maybe, maybe that's what we can do is maybe that's our after this maybe that'd be our summer series maybe yeah. we do some in the summer
1: how, how about this as the as the guy who tries to come up with some of this stuff with alongside our staff please tell us what you want to see because i think that'd be really cool
0: I I want to do some on the street stuff. I think that'd be.
1: I've been thinking about that for a while. Don't (laughs) test me. I've been thinking about that. Oh, Oh, I
0: think it's awesome. Well, hey, Jaden, man, it's so great to have you here. love having you on staff. Yeah, man. Just having you as a brother in Christ. Thank you so much for watching. You guys have an awesome day. Uh, This Sunday is Church in the Park. Wow. Can't believe that's already here. And uh, I want to give an encouragement for those of you who go to our church, or even if you're not. Well, uh, we do all summer long, we have Church in the Park, and it's an incredible opportunity to share Jesus. And we'd appreciate your prayers. We'd appreciate your prayers. Yeah, One, because there are people who don't know Jesus who get to hear the word of God. We get to worship God through singing and prayer in a public setting, which I'll tell you, some people don't like that because the enemy doesn't like that mm. so you can be praying for those people who want to get in the way of what God is doing yeah like I know we actually have an individual and I don't remember their name, but we have some individuals who've tried to shut us down yeah uh, who are don't like what God is doing at Zion and and so they've tried and thankfully we have incredible favor with our city right now and and so we just try to use this as a way to love our city and to proclaim Jesus in a very Uh, a very fun and welcoming environment. So we'd appreciate your prayers. Jaden, so great having you here. Thank you for all the work you do in making this video podcast Uh, be as good as it is and so grateful for you, brother.
1: Pray that it brings glory to God every time.
0: Hey, thanks for watching. Peace.